Black Doctors Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Black Doctors Podcast. I am Stephen, your host, joined by two incredibly special guests. And the topic of this episode is going to is even more special because it, it's played such a role in my success and is a large reason of why I get on here and, and do the podcast. I'm joined today with Dr. Love Anani and Dr. To Be, uh, student Dr. Veronica Mize, who just so happens to be the current president of the Student National Medical Association, an incredible organization. Thank you both for coming on the Black Doctors Podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us. We are super excited because we're coming up on a huge number for the organization that is the SNMA. Veronica, I'll let you kind of talk about why we're here and what we're looking forward to this spring. Thanks, Dr. Bradley. So, yes, as you mentioned, this is a phenomenal year for the SNMA because we are celebrating 60 years of organizational existence, but also excellence in medicine. So just a little bit about the org in general. We were founded on October 4th, 1964. So this will be our 60th year this spring as we bring in our annual medical education conference in New Orleans. This year is specifically important because we have a bunch of initiatives just aimed at reflecting on what 60 years look like as an organization and appreciating how much we've grown and how far our reach has has gotten over this time period. So it's, it's a super exciting time, and I feel very honored to, to serve in this monumental year for the org. And Love, you have been you know involved in SNMA for so long. How long have you been active with the organization, Love? Oh, man. When I was in undergrad, I went to the annual medical education conference in St. Louis, I believe, and got hooked then. I think that was my junior year. So then I was a MAPS member became an SNMA member at Howard. One of the best things about Howard is every student at Howard University College of Medicine gets, I, I'm not, I want to say free, but it's definitely put into your tuition. Definitely. <laughs> Becomes an automatic member of SNMA. So then SNMA all four years, general member. And then my junior year became parliamentarian and then senior year speaker of the house. So two national offices. And now I'm back as a professional board member to the EC. I'm in my second year as professional board member. Professional board member. And Veronica, please call me Steven. When did you first get involved with the SNMA? <laughs> okay, so like Dr. Anani, I got involved at the MAPS level. And for those listening, MAPS is our undergraduate or pre-medical arm of SNMA so that you can be a part of SNMA in the pipeline even before you get to medical school or start your professional career. So I got involved in what was that? I graduated high school in 2016. So that fall, I joined SNMA at Baylor University in Waco, Texas, Sikkim Bears. And I was hooked, kind of like Dr. Anani. As a freshman, I was able to get involved with service that the org was doing and was very moved by how they allowed the mission of the org at large to impact everything they did. And I was afforded the opportunity to serve on the executive board as a freshman uh, in the capacity of secretary. And then as I progressed in college, vice president, president, and then transitioned to medical school, um, SNMA chapter, and so on and so on. And, you know, now I'm here. So, yeah, I've been rocking with SNMA for a very long time, and it has been great at every single stage. And kind of just to touch back on something Dr. Anani said about Howard University, that's a tradition that they still hold fast to to this day. Everyone who enters, um, they're, they're 
college or institution gets their membership paid for or covered, rather, in their tuition and fees. And Howard, as well as Meharry, were both founding chapters for the SNMA. That's fantastic. And I remember my first exposure to SNMA was when I, I was informed that I would be paying for membership. I said, wait a minute, how does this work? Because Howard already charged me for a very expensive refurbished uh, laptop computer. But that's a, another story. And I was like, what is this SNMA thing? You know, we had, I know, the volunteer opportunities. And then eventually I didn't go to the conference for the first year or two. And then I finally went to the conference and I was like, oh, this is SNMA and have been hooked ever since. So I was very fortunate to stumble upon this organization and, and to even go to Howard. I think we can back up though. And for folks that are like, you know, what is the SNMA? You were talking about 60 years. This is an, an incredible organization. Can we go back um, 60 years? Let's talk about kind of how this organization was was started. I think that's a great idea. Dr. Nunn, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll kick off that I was hoping you would. So we talk about... <laughs> So we talked about 60 years ago and the SNMA. Fun fact, if you are familiar with the NMA, which is the National Medical Association, the SNMA originally operated as as a, a student section of the NMA. So it existed under the umbrella of the NMA. And to this day, even though we're our own organization, we still have very strong ties hmm. to the NMA, which goes back to kind of continuing that pipeline so that when you do graduate with your doctorate degree or your medical degree, you go right on into the NMA and continue the work that you've been doing. So that's where we started 60 years ago. We were a subdivision of the NMA. And that was actually largely due to the efforts of Dr. Cobb, Dr. W. Montague Cobb, of which presidents do sit on the board for the Cobb Institute. My term is one in which I sit on that board to just continue that legacy. He was an NMA member and went on to be president, and he kind of really spearheaded the initiative to even include medical students in the association in that Hmm. capacity. And then as you guys are aware, a few years after that, we were like, okay, I think we have grown enough and have enough experience under our belts where we can be our own organization. And so we went from being kind of like a student section of the NMA to being our own organization with the founding chapters of, you know, Meharry and Howard. And then that was like 1970. So kind of keeping that timeline. And then on October 4th, on our founding day, but in 1971, we became our own independent corporation. So for a year, we operated as our own org, but then we officially got that 501c3 status Mm. and we were in big business. (laughs) Since then, you know, we've just been each decade growing and expanding. And I think that that has been afforded to us because we are student led. And that's something that we've maintained over the years. So we're able to be very innovative in how we approach medical education and the opportunities we give to students because we're ran by students. And so I think that's something that continues to set us apart and allows this legacy to continue on 60 years after, you know, the conception of SNMA started. The only thing I will add to that, because that was amazing. And, you know, I expect nothing less from my president. The only thing I'll add to that is another Howard fact. Uh, a lot of Howard Meharry, as you heard, founding chapters, first president of SNMA, Dr. Galati, Dr. Uh, Alice Galati. Mm. And I did not know that, right, as a MAP student or an SNMA student. But, you know, people always joke that when you go to HBCUs that history walks the halls. History not only walked the halls, yeah. it taught me. She was my psych court teacher when I was there as a med student, still teaching psych. And like, 
you you would think like, okay, Howard loves her because she founded this large organization or something. She probably has an office and, you know, just comes in at nine and walks out at five. No, she was seeing patients on the psych ward at 90. Like, just it's crazy, like crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I, I, you know, got to put that plug in for Dr. Gilotti because she was still there when, when I was a medical student, just roaming the halls. And again, I was new to SNMA. I was new to the HPCU experience. And when you saw her, you're just like, okay, who's this, you know, uh, cat lady walking the halls? She's, she's kind of, you know, hunchback. She's bent over, has a cane, kind of like this Harriet Tubman vibe going on. But then when you realize the incredible things that she had accomplished and continued to accomplish, it's like, whoa, like we, she was a real deal. Yeah. And, and rest in peace, she passed away in 2020, I think secondary to COVID complications, but she was a a pathfinder and just so instrumental in saving the lives of people in the community. A psych- psychiatrist, addiction specialist. I literally Googled her before we got on the air uh, to record this, and she has like an obituary the New York Times. They wrote up wow. about her. I mean, just incredible, incredible history and legacy, and one of the founders of this incredible organization. Yeah, one, of my, one of my favorite pictures is that like OG picture we always use for SNMA when we show our timeline and there she is. And it's like, yeah, that's not the Galati I have in my head. Cause my Galati has a small hunchback and uh, walks like an LA lady, <laughs> but you know, we all have a past and her past and everything she did was quite, quite amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful human. Veronica, you talk about SNMA being a student-run organization. Now, I don't have visibility. Like, I came to some conferences, went to some events. I know, Love, you're very instrumental on the on the back end. Can you explain kind of how that student-run part of the organization functions? Do you have a board of directors, or, or what? How how does uh, the organization run? That is a fabulous question. I will say that. We are student-led and student-ran to a capacity. They are one and the same, but slightly different. So we do have a headquarters staff that was implemented like a while back in SNMA, just because as students, I mean, you know, we're pretty much unavailable during normal business hours. And as an organization, we have to be available during normal business hours. So kind of an in-between to kind of meet those requirements. We do have headquarters staff that runs the day-to-day operations of the organization. However, they operate very flexibly knowing that they have to interact with students where everything that the SNMA does and put for, puts forth comes from students. Mainly myself as national president or the national chairperson of the board, both of which are kind of like the highest offices in SNMA and both of which are elected offices. And so, you know, it, outside of those business hours and sometimes in between when we have downtime, we're in constant communication with our headquarters staff, answering questions, reviewing contracts, making ideas and getting into sponsorships and things of that nature. But the way our overall structure works, we do have a board of directors that is composed primarily of students. Our board currently, I want to say, is around 46 oh, individuals. Wow. Yes. And so that's students from so we have one pre-medical board member, and then the rest of them are in medical school. Of that number, Dr. Anani, he serves as the professional board member to the executive committee. And his role is unique because we do have four professional board members who are 
active practicing physicians who can kind of give okay. their perspective into plans that we may have and, and feasibility and things of that nature as someone who's actively practicing medicine. However, he's kind of like the top dog of the PBMs <laughs> uh, per se. So he serves on the executive committee, which is a smaller set of board members, a committee that I serve on as well. And we meet more frequently than the actual board of directors to discuss things as they arise kind of like on a monthly basis within the organization. And he's the representative for the professional board members. And then of that committee, there are just a few, like maybe five board of directors members who serve on that committee. And that's, that's kind of how our structure is ran. And then from there, you know, we have two arms, we like to say in SNMA, we have the programmatic arm and the operational arm. Okay. And as national president, I oversee the programmatic arm. So every piece of programming that you see on social media, every event that you go to, AMEC, when you go to that, all of that is more or less dictated by my executive agenda. And then on the operational side, that's that's the money talk. That's the, you know, 501c3 status and keeping it. That's the contracts. That's negotiations. That's all of that good stuff that our chairperson handles. But he also you know, checks in with me and I check in with him because as the spokesperson of the org, sometimes I'm tapped to do certain things. And so we work very closely. So when it comes down to even the smallest like level, he and I are in communication daily, just about. Jeez, am I still talking? You're still in medical school, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And there's two awesome things about that. As a professional board member, I like to say, uh, I like to use that old Dave Chappelle joke. Like our jobs is to be like, uh-uh, don't do that. That's five to ten. Like that's that's where we step in. Like it, they run everything, and we don't guide the organization. We just like, hey, you may not want to do that, or hey, that worked. You may want to do this. And then my favorite arm of SNMA, the supreme body of the SNMA, the HOD, the House of Delegates, which only convenes okay. once a year at AMEC. As I always joke. The House of Delegates technically runs everything. If the House of Delegates says jump, the board and everybody else has to say how high. So that's pretty cool to know that all the members of SNMA with their chapters that are, you know, appropriately funded and chartered at the moment, they are part of this thing called the HOD. And like the headquarters runs the day-to-day for the organization and the EC runs when the board of directors isn't running. The, the HOD is that person who says, all of y'all do that and give us updates once a year and make sure we're running things right. So, and and who is a member of the House of Delegates? So, oh, go ahead, Veronica. No, go ahead. I was going to say, that is a, a great distinction to make because we are elected by the House or depending on the position by the board. And everything we do throughout the year has to be more or less reported to the House, like Dr. Nani said, and approved by the House. They are the supreme body. We could do great work all year, have a lot of initiatives. But if the House does not find that favorable, we we cannot continue that. <laughs> that is very important. And I love that Dr. Nani brought that up because we, we run for these positions to serve. And so there's always that accountability. You can be the president, but you still have to answer to the house. So that's that's extremely important. And that's every executive officer to a, to a certain extent has to give a report to the house every single year. And all of the work that we do is just to be a representation of the house when they don't convene since it's only one year. And the house is composed of the body of SNMA. And I, I guess the best way to think about that is each region. So we have 10 regions in SNMA covering the United States and the Caribbean. Each region has 
delegates, a regional director and delegates. And as you know, the board of directors, we meet throughout the year to talk about apportionment of like votes and delegates and all of these things to prepare for house sessions. When we get to the house, depending on, you know, a region size or a chapter size, they'll get X amount of delegates, which are literally students of those regions who can come in and represent their chapter, their region. And they are the ones, you know, listening to all of the work we've done and approving things, denying things, making suggestions from the floor. That's what the house is composed of, the members of the SNMA and honestly, the leaders of the SNMA, even down to the chapter level. And this includes pre-medical students. The MAPS division has representation at HOD, and they elect their representative from the floor during the House as well. Wow. Shout out to Region 6. <laughs> the dynasty. <laughs> when I was a member at Howard, 10 regions. Actually, I do. I did go to a House of Delegates meeting when I was a student because parliamentary procedure, right? Yep, yep. 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 It was like alive and well. I was like, what is this? This is the most organized. Uh, that was an awesome experience. Very organized. Thank you. <laughs> so we talked a lot about kind of the back end of the organization. We talked about the history of the organization. There's a lot of forward facing things that the organization provides. You both mentioned maps. Um, let's talk about some of those, those forward facing opportunities to uh, involve students, to improve the health of the community. What, what does SNMA do outside of, you know, the, the medical student body? I love that question. And I think this provides an amazing opportunity for me to share the mission of the SNMA. So in, in the SNMA, you know, this is what we do. This is what we're committed to. And that is a commitment to supporting current and future underrepresented minority medical students. A part of that means addressing the needs of underserved communities and increasing the number of clinically excellent, culturally competent and socially conscious physicians. I always share that whenever I'm asked about the SNMA because we are an organization who is very mission oriented. And as president, every piece of programming that I put out or suggest is based on this mission because it is a darn good mission and we see the products of it generationally. And from that, I'll say that outside of kind of what we do internally, the opportunities that we give to our members are very unique because they're based in this mission. So what that looks like is we have a, a bunch of national committees and they're charged with very specific things, whether it's community service, they have a list of protocols that they put together and we go out into the community as a national board. Whenever we have our national leadership institutes, we're always doing a community service event. And what that looks like is sometimes doing a community's assessment before we even get there to see what areas of the city we're going to are in need, are in the most need, and that we can kind of be of use to on the chapter level and the regional level that trickles down as well to weekly and sometimes monthly community initiatives in the area or the regions in which the chapters find themselves. Academically, we do believe that the student in SNMA is very important and no member should be a student forever. We don't have career students in SNMA. <laughs> So part of our responsibility is if you, you know, you buy into us and you're going to get a good return on your investment. We have academic boot camps that we give to students. We have an academic affairs committee that works very hard and partners with Tour for Diversity, which Dr. Anani is a part of every year to get applicants ready for residency interviews, get them ready for just life in general as a physician. Academic affairs also helps with, we have organizational 
what is it? What is it? Organizational contracts with boards and beyond, Pixarize, Osmosis, things that can offset kind of the cost of getting your medical school education and getting study materials in the hands of students outside of their involvement in SNMA. We have research initiatives for our physician scientists. There are a plethora of opportunities all created with the student in mind, again, because we're student-led, so we we know what the students need, but we also want to help people get get a foot in the right direction when it comes to advancing their careers, because our whole thing is to get you or help you get to where you need to be as a physician so you can do the work of the SNMA and the lives of your patients. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where where we come from with this mission and with honestly everything we do. And to anyone who listened to that, who was like, man, she was talking for a long time. Like my president is so hyped. She didn't even get down into the details. She just hit y'all with the overview. <laughs> like she didn't talk about H prep base, you know, HPLA, you know, that's one of the communities she was talking about that does things like if we went one by one, each committee could probably have its own podcast. The work of SNMA is amazing and never ending. And, you know, shout out to all the presidents and our current president, President Mize, does an amazing job to bring that mission back every single time. And I think SNMA used to be partnered with one of the people who, did True Learn ever uh, sponsor this podcast? They did. Shout out to True Learn yeah, and Pickmonic. I think True Learn also worked with SNMA on a couple of things. So double shout out to True Learn. Come back, True Learn. We like you. That is uh, an incredible amount of work and good that's being done brings us back to the reason we're here talking to you and you listen to our voice because very soon in the spring, we're going to gather together once again for AMEC 2024. The theme is from pressure to purpose, illuminating the path to excellence. And so excited. Uh, We'll definitely plan on being in attendance. Um, So if you see myself or any of the uh, podcast staff, the folks on the back end of the Black Daughters podcast hanging around, come say what's up. We usually try to give out something free, some trinket of our appreciation just for you supporting us. And of course, we're there to support you. Speaking of support, there was what, 60, 60th for the 60th? As I told you, I, was gonna mess, I told you, I was gonna mess it up. for the 60th. We are trying to get 600. up to 600 oh, for the 60th. Zero. Yes. For AMEC, which will be taking place in New Orleans. So hopefully that is inspiring some people. 600 for the 60th is a committee, a subarm of SNMA that is working to fundraise, drumroll, $600,000 for the 60th year mm. of SNMA. I am one of the co-chairs of that uh, committee, along with Dr. Brittany Hazard-Bigby. And we are working hard with a lot of alums and everyone to raise that amount of money. AMEC is kind of like our boom, here's where we are. Uh, but we are taking funds throughout our entire fiscal year. This is a call to all organizations, schools, charters, foundations, wealthy men, wealthy women, wealthy babies. Anyone who just heard President Mize talk and said that organization is great. They have a great mission. I would like to help. You can definitely help with that. Go to SMA.org or any of our platforms. You can find the donate button. President Mize, how are you feeling about AMEC? I am pumped for AMEC. I, I mean, you've been to AMEC every year. It's great. But to be on the other side and you're like, oh, man, like, I get to plan this. <laughs> oh, we turn it up. We're going to New Orleans. We're going to have us a good time. It's going to be phenomenal. And with it being the 60th, 
I am expecting to see past SNMA board of directors, alumni in general. We we're going to have us a good time. We are going to have a time in New Orleans. But most importantly, as as with any AMEC, I'm really just excited to see the members. It's very fulfilling and it fills my personal cup to to be face to face with the members that I've been serving for the full year, like getting to hear how they've been impacted by the programming throughout the year, you know, by the initiatives we've placed to help them get to AMEC. That's that's honestly what it's about for me. So I'm super excited for that. And I am counting down the days to AMEC. And AMEC will be what March 27th through the 31st of 2024 in New Orleans. And if you have not gotten your, your room reservations, please do that. Mm-hmm. This is a slight plug. We are already 70% full oh my. on one of our hotel blocks. And it's, it's November, like the beginning of November. We do have two hotels, so don't worry. But please take advantage of that. And because we are student-led, we understand and the students may be a little short on cash right now at the end of the year. And to offset that, registration for a hotel is free right now. You can reserve your room right now for free without paying anything down. So please take advantage of that so you can have a place to stay for AMEC that is within the vicinity of all of the action. And, and let fine. me do a little plug for the bougie doctors out there that like to use their points and everything like that. <laughs> the 70% hotel that's already booked, that's the Marriott. So, I mean, if you want to be at the Marriott, already 70% booked. I know where I'm staying, and it's the Marriott. Y'all can stay. The Sheraton is a great hotel. It's across the street. I can look out one window and see the other hotel. But if you look at the website and you're like, ooh, I want the Marriott, I'm going to reserve that. It's already at 70% capacity. Get your tickets, folks. And then registration's open now. But then, you know, it's early bird, then there's late. I'm us- I usually fall in the late category. You got to pay more money. <laughs> Register early. Don't be like me. Yes, and kind of to, to piggyback on that, early bird registration does end November 14th. So please take advantage of that. Students, if you're listening, please take advantage of that. It is very advantageous for you to go ahead and just do that early bird registration. Even if that means coming out of pocket for your registration and having your school reimburse you, we have forms for that. Reach out to me at president at SMA.org, but please take advantage of that early bird registration. November I know, 14th. right? Like this podcast might not even be out by okay. the end. You know? <laughs> All right. No, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put it out there. Veronica, love, thank you so much for sharing the history of the Student National Medical Association. I definitely learned some things and other folks listening learned some things. And hopefully we'll be able to see you all, all in person this spring. Can't wait to see you there. Of course. Thank you for this platform and opportunity to share a joint passion amongst all of us with, with your audience base. I look forward to it and I look forward to seeing you at AMEC. Thanks for tuning into the Black Doctors Podcast. We're here because representation matters.